1: Welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or transition to a new career, you've come to the right place. Again, if you like this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Tracy Reuter, founder and CEO of Divine Social. Tracy, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you?
0: I'm great, Yuri. How are you? Thanks for having me.
1: Of course, it's my pleasure. I'm doing well. How are things in your neck of the woods?
0: Well, literally, um, right as we speak, thunderstorms are starting. So um, (laughs) it's, it's a hurricane season here in Florida. And uh, we've been lucky so far, but the storms come, the storms come every day. So everything's great in my neck of the woods. So it's just funny you asked the timing couldn't have been better.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. What's what part of Florida are you in?
0: Uh, we're just south of Tampa. My husband and I um, just moved to Sarasota. Uh, we moved to Sarasota this summer in the middle of a pandemic uh, because mm. that's what that's what people do. They pack up and they move across the country in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> it's a smart thing to do.
1: <laughs> of course, of course. Why not? And and why not Sarasota? I, uh, I actually so in my previous days when I was a costume designer, I worked for Florida Studio Theater a few times in the summertime in Sarasota.
0: Oh, did you really?
1: Yeah, so I uh, I think they're closed right now, but I recommend once theater is, is allowed to happen again that you uh, go check them out. They do beautiful work.
0: Uh, well, there's so much here that we're anxious to be open. So you you understand the uh, how horribly hot it is here in the summertime. <laughs> so, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. never understood why I decided to go down and hang out in Florida in the summertime and not in the winter
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping that we're going to be redeemed uh, for our decision to move here here in the <laughs> next few months because we came in the middle of a pandemic, right in the middle of the summer. It was. It's been a rough couple months. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah. But that's okay.
0: It's the. I mean, it is the beauty of. Um, You know, I've been working remotely for over a decade now, and now it seems to be the hot thing. So that, uh, I guess it's one of the perks of being able to live wherever you feel like.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, great. So for my listeners who are less familiar with you and your work, how do you describe yourself and what you do?
0: Uh, well, I find it interesting that, um, you know, I'm speaking to artists today because I used to say that I am the least creative person on the planet. <laughs> and I, I would say things like, I don't have a creative bone in my body. Um, and that's because I can't draw or paint or do anything like that. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, wicked with, uh, fiber arts and things like that. Uh, but anyhow, um, I, I what I do is I'm actually, my creativity comes out, um, through strategy, I am um, I am the CEO of a company. We do social uh, social media advertising, so not not social media per se, but the advertising piece of it, where we amplify content for for clients, and we actually specialize in the arts, the arts and the crafts, um, almost anything that you can buy at a Michaels or a Joann's or a Hobby Lobby, those those types of businesses, um, and we just love 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 working in the space. But our role is to help those businesses uh, connect with audiences to um, get, you know, get to be able to help them present their art and their creations and their projects and the things that they, that people could do to really create a lot of inspiration, um, that eventually leads to people purchasing something. So, (laughs) so that's kind of, you know, that's what we do. And my creativity really comes into play in how do we, how do we make that happen? How do we take, um, how do we take something that is, um, it's interesting because a lot of people think that when it comes to art, when it comes to whether it's, um you know whether it's fine art or it's hobby art or it's something that that people would purchase in a store like that that they have to touch and feel it and see it before they they purchase it and we actually are masters at helping to to present that digitally so people can get the experience without ever having to touch and feel it and experience it before they make a purchase so It's kind of interesting. It's been an interesting, fun journey. So when people tell me, I talk to people a lot that say, oh, no, no, our industry, people have to touch and feel it. They have to go into a store. They have to do whatever. And I'm like, well, I, 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 let's agree to disagree. (laughs) And then COVID happened. And then we, we, you know, people started paying attention to what I had to say. (laughs) So I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, the bottom line is we are a digital social media uh, advertising agency that specializes in the arts and creative
1: space. OK, well, wonderful. So what what initially got you interested in that specific industry of of social media ads in the creative space?
0: Uh, it's gosh, honestly, I think it started with desperation of. Um, <laughs> I'll be, be completely honest. I um, I was an executive um, at a I was executive at AT&T in Chicago for many years um, in my, you know, the beginning of my career. And then uh, at a very early age, my husband got sick. My husband got diagnosed with Parkinson's when he was 34 years old um, on my 29th birthday. And life changed pretty dramatically. And I couldn't um, I couldn't be a workaholic and be away from home 80 plus hours a week anymore. And um didn't know what to do, to be completely honest. I really had no idea. Um I had a family member that was a great mentor who owned a lot of com- like commercial businesses, but I just couldn't see myself doing that. Um and so um I, you know, just started trying whatever I could and I really I really gravitated towards the digital side of things. Um and I realized very quickly that I loved strategy. I, I could see in my mind um this is where my creativity I have a very hard time um you know getting getting things from my brain through my hands, you know, and displaying it as an artist, you know, traditional artist, but I can do it digitally, like very, very well digitally. So I dove into that. And then I started to discover that um, the paid, the paid advertising, the paid social side of things was fascinating. If you understood what you were doing, you could put a dollar in and most of the time you could get a dollar or more out and that started to appeal to the business side of me. So I've got a, I've got a degree in marketing and I have a background in um, a career in sales. And so I kind of started playing around with those things and then started to realize like, wow, I'm actually pretty good at this. Um, I've got a podcast as well. A friend of mine, um, we used to teach we used to teach all of this stuff. Um, and so we started a podcast and, um, through that people started asking me on the side, like, would you run my ads? Would you, would you do it? Cause I talked about it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of how the, the business, the agency started is, um, me saying, sure, what the heck, like, let me give it a shot and loving it. And then from there, you know, a team grew and, um, yeah. And we just kind of, we kind of blew up from there. So
1: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So let's, let's, let's talk about then, you know, with your, your career and and you've mentioned a little bit uh, with, with AT&T, but what was it specifically for you? Like, you know what, now I'm going to create this company called divine social so where did that come from and and
0: <laughs> there's a lot of time between those two things yeah. i'll be honest i mean there are several years it you know it's like people that you think they're an overnight success but the truth is is they're like a 15 year overnight success mm-hmm. um and that's really the truth for me and there is a there's a big gap of time for me leaving at and to trying to figure out what my path was um you know everything from doing some consulting work to doing some freelancing work and just trying to figure things out and um You know, I, I think that there's something really special about trying things until you find, you find your, your place in the world. Um, and so, you know, when I was this other podcast, so I've got a podcast called the social media marketing happy hour. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We've been on hiatus for 2020, um, but we've been on the air prior to that for five years. So, um, you know, that was really fun because I I have a a huge love of learning. So I would learn all these things and then we turn around and we teach it. Um, But what I started to realize through that whole process is that most of our, most of the people we were speaking to, most of the audience, they were, um, it was a side hustle or they were trying to launch a company and they didn't have the bandwidth to be able to to do their craft and become a great marketer. Like they couldn't, they couldn't be both. <laughs> um, and so that, that's when I kind of had this aha moment when people started approaching me saying, would you run my ads? Would you do this? Where I realized that I could actually make a bigger impact, um, a more substantial impact if I was doing done for you rather than teaching people how to do it themselves. And so that's kind of where Divine Social um, came to be is it sort of... Um, <laughs> It was, it was accidental at first. And then I saw like, wow, there's really something here. And there's such pleasure for me to be able to serve these visionaries, these business owners, um, who are great at something I'm not great at. And then they need me because I'm great at something that they're not great at. And it's just a beautiful partnership. So that's how we've been, we've been in business now for about five years. And, um, it's just been, it's been an awesome ride. And the majority, I'm really excited to say that the majority of our clients Um, have been with us for three to five years. So um, that's really fun.
1: Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. So your, your very first client now, did that come from the podcast or how did that happen?
0: Yeah. The very first client came from the podcast. I mean, it was one of those things that I was not, I, I, you know, I was doing something else, you know, I was, I was building this other business and this just sort of came on the side. and, And I think, you know, back to that time that I was open. Um, my business partner at the time was not open-minded. That's not something she wanted to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: we kind of had this discussion. I'm like, well, I'm going to go do this on the side. Like, we'll keep working on this together, but I'm going to move over to the side and, and work on this. And, and um, so I think if I wasn't open-minded about it, because I didn't set out to do this, like I had no desire to create a, a marketing agency. <laughs> you know, I didn't, it just wasn't what I thought I was going to do. Um, but it's just funny how life kind of takes you if you, if you allow it to sometimes.
1: Yeah. Well, great. So let's, let's talk about then the actual process of, of what you do because it's, um, you know, using paid ads is again, as you mentioned, a, can be a great way to to also talk about what your product is and sell more things. Um, it's also a great way to waste a bunch of money as well. Yes. So so in your process, how do you, when working with a client, how do you approach setting up this campaign and what do you look for and, and kind of what do you, yeah, like what is your process to yeah. make sure they don't waste money?
0: Well, one of the reasons we we love 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 working in the art space, the arts and crafts space, the fine art space is is that there is um it's so visual, you know, it, it's just very visual and it lends itself incredibly well to um to the, these platforms that are out there. So we have a, a process that we've been refining over the last several years now that I call the three pillars to successful social ads. Um, and I, I do, I've got a, a free mini course that, you know, the listeners, if they want to go deeper there, you know, I can give the link to get that. But it, it's essentially thinking about, thinking about the approach in three buckets or th- three pillars, if you will. I, it's not, pillars sounded better than the three buckets to successful social ads, right? <laughs> so they're kind of like these three categories. And number one is um, audience building. Um, audience building, the second one would be engagement. And the third is going to be conversions. So let me break them down a little bit. Now, conversions is is what most people focus on. That's selling something. So it's generating a lead. It's getting someone to buy your art, getting somebody to buy your product, like whatever you know, a course, come to your shop, whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's conversions, and that's that's what we, you know, is if you're in, as long as you're not a non-for-profit, um, you are trying to get people to buy something from you, right? They're trying to get that ultimately. But that's the third out of the three steps in our process, and the first and the second are really the most important. And I think this is where most people miss and they, this is how they end up spending too much money and not making a profit. So the audience building and engagement is really, really important because that, you know, if you think about the different platforms, um, specifically let's talk about like Facebook and Instagram. Those are places where people discover things. They don't necessarily go there to, They don't, you know, wake up one day and go, you know what, I'm going to buy, you know, I'm going to buy a piece of art for my bedroom on Facebook today. And I'm going to go look for it. Like that typically doesn't happen. Um, Typically, if somebody wakes up to do that, they're going to go to Google, right? Like they're Mm going to go search for it. So on social platforms, it's really, it's really, how do you present, how do you present the, like for us, how do we present the client in a way where people can start to discover what it is that they have and how, whatever that is, is going to change someone's life. And so we start with this audience building and engagement phase, um, and and we really start looking at how do we help these people discover this? So is it demonstration? Is it instructional? Is it something inspirational? Uh, we work with a really, really, I mean, if I said them, I'm sure 100% of your listeners, if they are fine artists or hobby artists, they've purchased from them before. Um, but what we do is we start out the the ad campaigns with something that's really inspirational. So if we're trying to sell, for example, um we're trying to sell acrylic paints, uh, mm. we might show a project that's been sped up with somebody that is doing something really cool with acrylics. Um, mm. And we we show that inspirational video and it might be 15 seconds or 30 seconds. Um, and then what we do from there, um, that's building audiences. We're getting as many people as we possibly can to watch that piece of content. Um, and then later down the road, what we're going to do is we're going to retarget every single person that watched that video. We're then going to target them with something that will get them engaged with whatever the brand is. It might be, um, you know, it might be another art project. It might be something that is, um, talking about, um, I'm trying to think in this example, maybe we're going to compare the difference between, um, you know, beginner paints and something that's a little bit more advanced because maybe mm-hmm. we're trying to get people to realize they want to buy higher quality supplies or, mm-hmm. you know, again, it just, it's very different per, you know, per client, but you're very intentional about moving people through a process because what This goes back, Yuri, this goes back to me realizing like I have this, this is where I'm creative. This is where my gifting is. Right. So I understand that it takes multiple exposures before people make decisions to purchase things. And when people go into social ads and they run one ad and they spend a ton of money on one ad and they wonder why they lost money, it's because they never realized that they needed multiple touch points to, to intentionally uh, attract people to Mm. their offer and that's really what we're doing at divine social is we're creating we're in we're architecting out these 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 advertising journeys if you will advertising funnels where we're funneling prospects to the ultimate end which is to purchase so we want to make we want to make sure that it's intentional and it's designed to get people to fall in love with whatever it is that we're advertising whatever the offer might be eventually and that could be that could be a course that could be an art course that could be physically buying products. Um, that could be um, a membership. You know, we've, we've worked with people that have uh, membership communities that right? they're mm-hmm. teaching their art and membership. So there's, there's a wide variety of ways to do it and each one's going to be slightly different, but <laughs> you name it, we've done them all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. Um, how do you, so how do you approach the, I guess the, the cost structure of this? Like, is there, for um, you know, an, 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 someone listening to this, is there uh, an average cost of, of doing like a small to large? I, I know it probably again, varies on what they actually want out of that. But is there um, like a rule of thumb that you use depending on what they're trying to accomplish?
0: Yeah, a lot of it goes back to I wish I could tell you that there's this exact formula, but a lot of it <laughs> goes back to what's the ultimate um, cost? Of the product. So, what's the mm-hmm. offer? So, like, if you're selling a, let's just say you're selling a, a membership site, um, you know, where you are um, going to teach uh, art journaling, right? That's really popular right now, or it has been has been for a while, right, with mm-hmm. the whole bullet bullet journal movement. So, let's just say you're uh-huh. going to teach art journaling, um, and that's going to be your thing. And let's say your membership um, site is $37 a month. Um, so. If it's thirty-seven dollars a month and it's a, a monthly program, if we can acquire people for thirty-seven dollars, if I can get you a you you know a member for thirty-seven dollars, um, you just broke even. You didn't make any money, but you didn't lose any money. Uh, now, if that member stays for ten months, <laughs> you you can afford. Um, Provided you have the cash, you can afford to not make any money that first month because it's all going to come back down down the road. So a lot of it depends on on what um, your the cost per you know what's your cost per sale like or what is the cost to to buy. Um, The other is is there is there an opportunity for them to um, buy more? We call that average order value. Mm -hmm. So if you are um, if you're selling let's just say artwork, if you're selling um, a piece of art. And, you know, let's just say that it's a hundred dollars and you can, um, maybe in addition to the artwork, you could sell them, um, matching. Oh God, you could sell them like some, like matching shower curtains or something. I'm thinking of, I think. it's the website society six, like people okay. sell their art to them and they turn it into everything, right? They turn it into all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so let's just say that, you know, you sold a piece of art and then you like, you sold a matching, you know, matching shower curtain to go with it. Cause it's art for someone's bathroom. That would be, that would be a way for you to increase that average order value. If the art itself is a hundred dollars, but then the shower curtain was another 50 now, instead of selling a hundred dollars, we just, we just increased the cart value to 150. Hmm. So, all of those things come into play for the finance, the finances piece. Like you, you have to, I know a lot of times creatives get intimidated with their numbers, but you know, there's just some fundamental things. If you can understand just some really basic structure, like, okay, if it costs me, you know, if, if it's, if it's $50 to buy my product and I've only spent $10 on ads and I've not made a sale, well, you haven't even spent, <laughs> you haven't even invested yet. The, the, what You know, it would cost for someone to buy. So you have to sort of think realistically that way. Um, a lot of it, you know. The other thing too is, um, I don't recommend people start getting into the paid advertising if they are truly bootstrapping it. If they are, mm. if they're at a point where, you know, every single penny counts to eat for the month don't mm-hmm. do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't do it because it will be, it'll be way, way too stressful, honestly. But if you're at a point where you know that what you have is selling, you know, maybe you have a, a business around your art, maybe, you know, you're doing some coaching or some tutoring or teaching, whatever the case might be, or maybe you've invented something really cool. I was at last uh, winter, I was at something called creativation for the, um, uh, I always forget what it stands for, the AC a- AFCI is the organization. It's, um, it's basically the creative more like fiber arts and paper arts and things like that. But mm-hmm. there were some people there that had created some really cool things, like what this one woman had created something for, um, knitting because she had like issues with her hands and, and it was just this cool product. So maybe you've created something, you know, if you know, you have an offer that's going to sell, um, and, and you can sell it without running ads, um, get as profitable as you can before you start reinvesting into the paid ads paid ads are hmm. going to help you grow faster there's no okay. question about it they're gonna it's gonna it's like adding gasoline to a fire but if you don't have a fire burning don't put any don't do it <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotcha that's that's helpful so i'm uh, so tell me about the the book you wrote the ultimate guide to facebook advertising what what made you want to write a book
0: well so I was um, I'm a contributing author to that. It was actually a really cool opportunity. Some friends of mine um, had been approached to um, to write this book. It's um, it's published by entrepreneur magazine. Um, and so there was a group of us that we had been um, working together in a mastermind. We'd been doing some high level coaching for some some businesses. And um, you know, it's funny. I've always thought I would write a Well, I've always been told I should write a book. I never really <laughs> saw myself writing a book. Um, I had a professor in college tell me that my paper was the worst written paper he'd ever read in his life. And I should never write a paper again. (laughs) That was super encouraging. (laughs) Um, So, you know, there's a little bit of, I'll be honest, there's a little bit of intimidation in the process. And um, so I wrote several chapters in that book. And it was funny, after the whole process was over, um, the main person who had been coordinating all of it came back to me and was like, your chapter's were the best written, and I should have had you write more. And it's like, gosh, that's so validating after being told all those years ago um, in university that I just was an awful, awful writer. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't you can't believe everybody? You know, they're not always right.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's great. And <laughs> I so I'm I'm curious in your own, let's say your maybe your own career, even when you work with with different, um, you know, first time. Uh, companies about the idea of a fear so you know investing money in to paid ads can be intimidating how do you talk to them about you know what the the idea of fear and the actual reality of, of what they're getting into and, and how do you get them to think past the idea of, of being fearful about this
0: Oh, gosh, that's such a great question. And I'm so I'm really glad you asked that. Like almost nobody asks me about that on a podcast. So that's really great. <laughs> um, So there's this thing in advertising, and I think this is valuable for everybody listening to understand this. And this applies to every form of advertising. So if we go old school to newspaper and to billboards and to radio and to, you know, um you know boss benches like everything this just applies to everything including um including digital advertising so google ads youtube ads facebook ads you name it all of it um there is something called the chickening out period this happens this has been around since advertising started and it's usually somewhere around um around the 90 day mark okay so 90 days into it you get to this place where you're like i just I don't think this is working anymore. Like this was a mistake. I spent all this money and I need to, I need to pull the plug. I need to pull the plug on, on this campaign. And it's unbelievably one of my mentors who is a, um, really was a pioneer in radio advertising um, years and years ago. He's the one who originally told me about this, and I started paying attention, and sure enough, we started to see this this scene that this chickening out period happened. Um, and so what I started doing is I started educating my clients on it that this hey, this is gonna happen, you're gonna you're gonna feel this way. You're going to feel super uncomfortable and essentially the, what, the way i help them get through it is i, I use the analogy of, of gardening and mm-hmm. you know, if you think about planting seeds um, and you put seeds in the ground and you if, if you know that your soil is good and that you're nurturing and you're watering those seeds eventually they're going to come up like eventually they're, they're going to come up and typically what we've seen in, in my experience over the last five years is it's usually around month four the fourth month in where we really start to see success now, we see it before then, Yuri, but it's not mm-hmm. the same like success week one is not gonna be the same as you know week sixteen. It's just not the same right and if if you think about it, if the best success comes somewhere around week sixteen and the chickening out period happens around week nine, you know uh, not week nine, but week twelve, a lot of times people pull they cut their ads before they get to really reap the rewards, and you wouldn't go to your garden and dig up your seeds every day, like you just wouldn't do that, so um. So that's typically, you know, again, what we encourage our clients, we help them really understand that. And usually if someone's going to hire us, hire our agency in the discovery conversation I have with them is I have that I typically have that conversation and say, if you don't have enough um, cash on hand to be able to make not make a single profit for four months. And then, and then again, of course, that's not what we're trying. Like, we're going to try to be making a profit out of the gate, but it, you right. know, if you have the right mindset going in, then it's going to just help you be, you know, to ride that wave in the first few months. And I, and I think that's why so many of our clients have been with us for over three years is we help them successfully get past that beginning stage and then mm-hmm. help them grow from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you so yeah. much for talking yeah, about no, that. Yeah, no,
0: it's a great question. It's, and it's a, it's a big thing. You know, my part of the reason why my, my co-host on my, on my podcast never wanted to get into business with me is she always viewed um, paid advertising as going to Las Vegas and putting it all on black. <laughs> She's yeah. just like, she just felt like it was gambling. And, and I get it. Like when you don't, if you don't really understand it, it is, it's very much gambling if you don't know what you're doing. And and that's part of why we started, Um, you know, we started the agency because we knew we could really make a difference.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I so in in some of the companies that I have startups I've worked for, I've I've learned firsthand about paid advertising uh, from my own mistakes, and I can tell you it's it sometimes can be very costly and really depressing. Yeah. So having somebody who's already done it ahead of time and and knows where to go is would have would have been so helpful back then, rather oh. than wasting so much money off of what I thought was going to work.
0: Yeah. And that's why, you know, I think the other thing too is, is if, if, you know, you don't really understand this, I mean, if you're, if you're just getting a business off the ground, you're probably not going to have the resources to both, you know, run paid ads and hire someone to run them for you. That is the one that's probably the biggest downfall of what I do Mm -hmm. is you know, I'm, I'm one of those marketing functions that it's kind of double dip. Like you have to have the money to run the ads and you have to have the money to hire the agency. Right. right. If I was website dev- design, you just would hire me to design your website. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have like two things. Right. So it's definitely, that's definitely a downside of, of what I do, but um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that you've got to make sure that you, you, you know, if you're on a shoestring budget, then I would suggest learn as much as you can and try to maximize every dollar. Um, you know, there are some people that teach, you know, start with $5 a day. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing if that's where that's where your business is like, you know, start, um, you know, get, get some kind of a demonstration video out there that ties into what it is that you do um, that could start building an audience of people who become familiar with your work and what you offer. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could really actually start to build up an ecosystem. Um, One of our, one of our biggest clients for the first year and a half, we never sold a darn thing. Um, Now, now keep in mind, this is a very big company. I mean, if you walked into Michael's, there's usually a whole row, if not two rows for this, this organization. Mm -hmm. Um, So that they're not necessarily a great example, but, out of out of this what i learned is they they really focused um they really really focused on building their audience. They put as much effort into that pillar number 1 as building their audience as possible and then they then focused on engaging that audience, pillar number 2. They really really engaged them for a year and a half and it was only after that that we turned on the conversion ads and it's just it's been incredible what's happened to their company since then. So so i think I think we can learn a lesson from that. Even though you know you might not have deep pockets, if you can focus, um, even if you don't really know what you're doing, if you if you focus on getting your message in front of the right people and giving them value and serving them or inspiring them or whatever the case might be, um, when it's time to sell something, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a great group of people to go back and share your offer with them. So you can do that at a very small budget. You can start low and experiment with that, and then that way if it is like putting all of your money on black in Las Vegas, you don't lose as much, you mitigate that risk. Um, and I would definitely suggest, you know, finding a coach or getting into a program, um, until you can get to a place where you could hire somebody like our agency.
1: Yeah. Great. So I guess with that, are there any resources that you recommend for somebody just getting started?
0: Well, I definitely think our book is great. (laughs) You know, picking that up is actually really good. Um, I've had a lot of people that have had, you know, have really self taught themselves by kind of walking through it. It's extraordinarily comprehensive. And, and again, I only wrote a couple of chapters in it, but I know all the people that wrote the rest of it, and they're very brilliant, smart marketers. So that's definitely something. Um, there's some, you know, great, um, great podcasts out there that you can, you can learn. Um you know, different ones on Facebook advertising. I mean, there's just, there's different approaches. It just depends on, on your business. You know, if you're, um, if you're selling an info product, like if you're teaching art or you're, you know, you're doing something around that way, that's a, that's a totally different approach than if you're selling physical products. So, so definitely think, you know, what's your business model or what is it that you want to learn? Because there's two, you know, a couple different approaches to how you go. So, but I will tell you that, you know, if um there, especially with COVID one of the big trends that I've been seeing Yuri is, Um, a lot of these, you know, we work with a lot of people who have had physical storage, a lot of people in the fiber art space, the, um, you know, whether it be uh, quilting or sewing or, you know, some of those things that traditionally you'd go into a little shop, which is really fun and cool. And, you you know, you get to feel all the things we're just seeing, especially with COVID, we're seeing this um, emergence of, of people having to learn very, very fast how to create that community online and how to create that experience and how to keep, you know, how to take their offline store and turn it into an online store. So I think if you, um, if, you know, if, if you're in a situation where you're, Trying to turn your art into a business, and you know you've got maybe it's art you're producing, or you want to encourage other people to produce art. I don't think there's ever been a better time to launch a, a digital online business um, in this space because all of the excuses, because <laughs> I, I would hear it all the time. You know, you'd have to come in person and you have to feel it, and people aren't. It's out the window now because people mm-hmm. really can't. um And who you know, who knows when we'll be back to business? Okay, well. I don't think there is normal anymore, right? That's gone. So I think it's a great time. It's a great time to be um, in the art space. And I can tell you firsthand, um, I, I, we've worked with different industries and and none of them, none of them are quite as perfect for these social platforms as the art spaces. I mean, I'm not an artist and I can Mm -hmm. tell you some of my clients, um, things that we put out there I'm mesmerized I just sit and watch you know whether it's um, a demonstration and there we're you know we're we're showing somebody makes you know make something or we're telling the story about the artist behind you know the products that we're we're promoting it's amazing I just think it's amazing and and we see results in the art space on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest that we don't see with any other industry
1: mm-hmm. Ooh, that's great so would you say then it's good for artists who are creating physical like pieces of art to show kind of the you know the process behind the painting
0: i think that's one excellent way i think there's a variety of different ways there's not one right way but people Mm -hmm. are super fascinated in the story behind it or the process behind it or people love that kind of thing so if you're like i don't really know what to do like that's a great way if you've got a a picture um we had a client that was um like an um An artisan cookie bakery and Mm -hmm. we got them at one point to get like an overhead camera and she would do um, time-lapse videos of decorating the cookies Mm -hmm. um and people loved that like people absolutely (laughs) loved those those videos you know and then it's like oh wow Uh, the next time you want to order cookies you're like huh oh, I want to order those. And then there is delicious as the, you know, the deliciousness of what they're seeing, you know, with their eyes and, you know, and then they, they reorder and it, there's just so many different ways to do it, but yeah, you could show, you could show the story behind, you know, the, the inspiration behind it. You could show a time lapse of you creating it. I mean, there's so many different ways to do it.
1: Yeah. Oh, great. So Tracy, with everything that you have done and experienced so far, what would you say has been the best advice that you ever received?
0: Oh gosh, there's a, a couple of things. And, and I'll, I mean, I'll just, I'll try to, I read a book 15 years ago called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I never, re- I only read it once. I just recently read it again for the second time. And I don't know that I have ever had a book that has impacted me as much as that one did. And I, I would say, um, from a business, well, from a strategy standpoint with a business, uh, and I tell all of our clients this is, is I'd say, begin with the end in mind. Like where, where are we trying to go and then back up? And I'd say that is the one that has most impacted what I do day to day in our business is we're constantly creating strategy around beginning with the end in mind. But I would say the best piece of advice from the book that has helped me in every aspect of my life is, um, the concept of seeking first to understand, and then be understood. Um, I'm a, talker and so it's very easy for me to railroad over people (laughs) and to to not mean to do that uh, because i get so excited and passionate about things but reminding myself that before i stand on my opinion or i you know especially in our world right now is really to try to understand other people first Mm -hmm. and if i can do that and i can understand where they're coming from um, then it's going to be a lot easier for them to understand me so that's probably been uh, the most helpful in all of my communication through business, through working in client services, through navigating a 25-year marriage, <laughs> to <laughs> everything in between. So,
1: yeah, excellent. I'd say that. that okay, so th- again, so thank you so much for taking the time today, Tracy. I, I really appreciate it. If the listeners would like to um, listen to your podcast, buy your book, or you know sign up for on your website for for what your services are. Uh, where are the best places they can go to do all of those
0: yeah so i would suggest probably the best place to go is we created a special page for today um so if you go to my website divinesocial.com com forward slash your art y-o-u-r-a-r-t if you go there um there is an opportunity for you to get my free um, mini class for the three pillars. I go into, you know, in depth with some worksheets kind of explaining how to do it. And I also kind of walk you through if you could only run one ad, what would that be? So that's mm-hmm. a very valuable thing. So if you go to divine social.com forward slash your art, you can get that there. Um, you can follow me on all the social channels um, as well. We've got some, uh, we've got quite a bit of content over on YouTube um, under divine social. And then if you are listening and you do have an established business and you are running, ads already. Um, and maybe, you know, you've just gotten started and you know, there's more, but you don't have enough experience. I, I will for this audience, especially because we work in this, this space. Um, it's it's not, it doesn't always make sense, you know, when I talk to other people, but what I will do, Yuri, for your listeners is if they are already running at least, um, let's just say at least $3,000 a month in ads. If they're at that and they want to have me take a look at what they're doing and give them some feedback, I'll do a, a 15 minute free assessment for them. And all they have to do is email me directly at Tracy. And that's Tracy with an I T R A C I at DivineSocial.com. And I'm happy to do that. Just tell me that you're a, a listener of Yuri's show. And I'm happy to spend 15 minutes with you on the phone and take a look at your strategy and see if I can give you any, any tips.
1: Wonderful. That's that's very generous. So thank you so much. I'll I'll put all those links in the show notes so people can click right through. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, Tracy. This was absolutely fantastic.
0: It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of
1: course. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Hour podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you thinking about it if you're interested in hearing older episodes please go to advanceyourart.com where you can find the catalog of everything i've done so far as well as contact information and projects i'm working on thank you again and have a great day